Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I hope you're not getting tired of talking about uh, <laughs> our lives about repentance this week, but I, I just think it's so vital for us to understand. I, I want our people, I want our listeners, and our listeners are all of you folks, to understand the importance of really taking serious the call of God to, to get outside the walls of our church and to live Jesus to our community and show people. We need to be a living witness for you. You know, years ago, and I told you a story about my uh, youth group in Vancouver, Washington. That was just a huge youth group that God moved, and many pastors came out of that youth group. And um, in fact, some really pastors that have some tremendous churches. I have a friend, his name is Bob Marvel. He pastors a Cornwall church in uh, Bellingham, Washington, a church of about 2,300 people that have reached so many people for Christ. And he was one of my uh, interns at the church and uh, worked in youth ministry with me. And, and then his sister, Lori Salerno, has spoke all across the nation, and God has used her and, and just a whole bunch of other people that God used during that movement of the Spirit of God moving within the church. And, and these kids were coming to the Lord like crazy. It was amazing things that were taking place. And it was because people were opening their hearts up and realizing it's about Jesus. These kids weren't afraid to share Jesus. In fact, we would have these Saturdays where we'd have pray. We'd go to a park, and there would be sometimes 50 of us or 60 of us, and we would have prayer for an hour and Bible study in this park. And then we would turn people loose, and we'd tell them to go into the mall, go into different places where people are, sit down on a, park, uh, on a bench, and if somebody comes in and sits by them, the other person was going to be praying that God would open up a door. We weren't going to cram Jesus down anybody's throat. They didn't go carrying a Bible and, and, and be Bible-thumping, but they were allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And then they would come back, and about two hours later, and we would sit in a circle. People, I'm telling you, you have never heard the stories that I heard that were coming from those kids, how God opened up a door, how they prayed with this person and that person. It was amazing. When you purposely... When you purposely choose to share Jesus, I'm telling you what, he will open doors, and I mean he will broaden your horizon. He has so many great things planned for those who will just pay attention to him, those who will listen to him. You know, as it says in Matthew, he tells us, like I've said earlier in the week, go into all nations, preaching the word of God, baptizing people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amazing. That's what he's called us to do. And yet, we, like I said, we get comfortable in our own skin and we don't want to do anything beyond normality. And it maybe doesn't even have to do with God. People, we, not, we need to start putting God back in our lives' uh, equation. You know, I, I liked math growing up. It's one thing I'm very good at. I'm very good at mental math. I can, in fact, I have people. Uh, even at the Valentine's banquet we had a while back, you know, hey, Pastor, can you come and, and, and add these up for us because I can add very, very fast. It's just uh, my grandpa had that gift, and I have that gift too. And so somebody gives me 10 numbers, 23, 37, 48, I mean, so on and so forth. I can tell them after, the end, after they give those numbers to me what the answer is. So I guess I, I have one thing. Other than that, I'm not too smart. You know, as you well know, you listen to my English on this radio station, and I know some of you probably shake your head and say, that pastor, oh, we kind of—he's all right, but he—he sure butchers English language. Well, folks, I tell you, I've heard that for years, and I've got a feeling that it's not going to get much better. I try to improve sometimes when I know I'm doing something, and then I hear all the time when I get tired that I have this 
southern drawl. I've I've had, I can't tell you how many people ask me if I'm from Oklahoma or Texas. And then I listen to myself sometimes when I'm going down the road to show and I'm thinking, oh my lands, I think they're right. I get, I don't know what it is. It's just a weird thing. My dad had the same thing. He did the same thing. I can't explain that, but all I know is I want you to hear God's word and I want you to respond to it. I am glad you listened to this radio show. I, I hope I don't put you to sleep. If I do put you to sleep, you're going to wake up in a hurry when Paul Shepard comes on after me, because I can tell you that for sure. And Paul is a friend of mine, and I get to see him once or twice a year at conventions, and he's he's an amazing man, has an amazing gift. So I'm glad we all have our own who we are, and we can do what we do. But more than anything else, people, let's do something in this lost world. Paul might say something like this to us today. At all cost, avoid stagnation. At all costs, avoid stagnation. Well, I got a firsthand look at stagnation when I visited the Dead Sea a number of years ago in Israel. Nothing can live in that sea. It is so stagnant, the water doesn't circulate, and everything dies. It is so filled with salt. It is amazing. I was standing on the shoreline there with my swimming suit on. I was going to go in and and be a part of that. It was very warm inside the water, but I've... Uh, a wave came and splashed me in the eyes, and I ain't tell you the pain that I had for the next two hours because of that salt water. It just multiplied that salt water, but I don't know how much to get the ocean water. I can open my eyes in the ocean, but not there. It just about killed me, and it felt like oil, oil on you. In fact, they have showers on the beach, and I went and washed myself off. But you can go out. I laid on top of the water, and I was a big man. I laid on top of the water reading a newspaper without an inner tube because it's so dense. You know, and stagnation, this is the definition of stagnation. It equals a lack of activity, growth, or development. Stagnation is a lack of activity, growth, or development. Folks, we need to stay active in seeking God, staying busy with the things of God, continuing to develop who we are as people of God. And we, I have to ask that question today. What are you doing to stay, to stay active in the things of God and to grow and develop in the things of God? What are you doing? Are you opening your Word of God? This morning I was able to listen to about seven chapters of Genesis and talk about Abraham and his life, which you're going to have a sermon about next week, about the promises that God keeps and how God promised Abraham. And, and I enjoyed that time and was able to call and bring up some uh, needs before God. And I believe God has called us to help people and develop people. I want people to come and be developed. But I've heard people say, well, I'm just not growing in this in the Lord in this certain church. Oh, I've heard p- people say that in my church too. I've, I've you know, people, uh, we just, we're not growing at the church we go to. And other people say, I'm not growing at this church. People, I tell you, there is no excuse not to grow because you have the same Bible that I have saying the same thing. You have the same Heavenly Father in heaven waiting for you to call on Him, waiting for the Holy Spirit to lead you. You know, your pastors want, and your pastors in your churches, they want to be the steering committee steering you in the right direction and teaching you truth that you can apply from God's Word, but you have to be diligent in seeking him beyond the doors of the church. You come in Sunday morning, and I had heard somebody well, a few months ago said, oh, they're not coming anymore. They said they're just not growing. 
Well, of course they're not growing. What are they doing in their own life? What are they doing in their own personal life? That's where the growth comes from. You know, I I can't have I probably don't have the ability to make everybody grow in the Lord. It has to be a commitment you have in the things of God. I wish every single person in every single church would be so glorious, and they say, man, we're growing by leaps and bounds in our church. This week I heard it a bunch of times from people, Pastor, we have been so encouraged by uh, what's going on in the church. God is moving powerfully, and great things are happening, and people are growing. I heard that. But every once in a while you hear somebody say, you know, oh, I'm just not growing. And so they go to the next church, try the same thing. Oh, I'm not growing there either. Next church, hey, not growing there either. People of God, it's up to you. You've got to do something about your spiritual life. You've got to be doing something about your walk with God. I can tell you this. I can walk into any church, go to any service, anywhere, and I go on vacations. I love visiting churches because we go to church when we're out of town on a Sunday. We go to churches. If we're on a cruise, we find a service within the boat. I've had some great times there. But you know what? Maybe maybe it's not the greatest sermon in the world. Maybe it's the mo- not the most entertaining sermon in the world. But I'm telling you what, if the Bible is being shared, you can grow because you can glean of what the Bible is saying. Every one of us have that opportunity. I hope you never use that as an excuse. At any church you're going to, you say, I'm not growing, because that isn't your ballpark. You can grow. You can learn. Now, I know there's some, maybe are they— and there are some churches nowadays, unfortunately, that are not teaching the Word of God, that are just teaching man-made principles, and they're changing the doctrine. Remember, the Bible says in the last days, uh, you're going to hear people trying to tickle your ears just for things they want to hear. Folks, that's, there, is, there is places out there like that. But I'm telling you, I think on the most part, I think on the most part, most churches are really trying to teach God's Word. And if you see something, and if a church completely goes against the Word of God and is teaching something totally foreign to the Word of God, I'm telling you what, get your running shoes on because, you know, that's not good. That's not good. And pray for them. Don't judge them. Pray for them. Have a discussion maybe with their pastor. Have a discussion with their board. Say, why are you teaching this? This is what the Word of God says. Back up what you say when you meet with somebody. Back up in the Word of God. Don't just go and say something with no uh, backup. Because God wants us to have a spiritual drive. It's vital. He wants to help us grow each and every day in our own personal lives and in our church lives. Because, folks, I'm telling you what, being faithful to church is important. In Hebrews, it tells us, do not forsake the assembling of gathering together. We need one another. We need prayer for one another. We have things going on in our church we need prayer for. We have a, I have a, a friend in our church that... She has breast cancer, and man, I want people to pray for her. I just, her name is Susan, and I pray that God would touch Susan in a powerful way and heal her of this. And it's a scary thing, and there's so many different needs out there. I've got a neighbor named Tom that I don't know very well, but I know that he's struggling with cancer, and I pray for him. And when I hear needs, I try to pray for those needs. Some of you sometimes call the church and ask me to pray for needs, and I will always do that or email, uh, email me, or whatever it might be. But God wants to touch lives. He wants to touch your life today. Are you allowing him to touch your life? He wants to help you be that living witness every single day wherever you go, and to be a light shining on the hillside that people say, what is different about her? What is different about him? Well, I can tell you what's different. They love the Lord Jesus Christ with all their heart, soul, and mind, and they want to serve him and live for him. People of God, I'm enthused. 
I'm enthused of the Treasure Valley. I'm enthused for many of our churches. I'm enthused for you because you listen to Christian radio. And I pray you have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.